0: Welcome to the Whole Self Podcast,
1: where we talk about various mental health topics with an emphasis on the body, mind, and spirit connection. Our goal is to empower our listeners with the knowledge and tools needed to embark on their own healing journey. A gentle reminder that this podcast is not a substitute for therapy, and we encourage you to seek out your own therapy if needed.
0: Welcome to Whole Self Podcast. I'm Sharon
1: Wegman. I'm Kayla Cedar, And today we're going to be talking about weaponized incompetence. Okay so this is our follow-up from the mental load of women which was our previous podcast. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that we do really encourage you to listen to that just to give a frame of reference to why we headed in this direction for this particular episode. Yeah and and we wanted
0: to go in this direction because we think it's a large portion of understanding mm-hmm. why women carry the mental load mm-hmm. is other people's. And sometimes it can be men who carry the mental load. Yep, yep, yep. Um, there's a weaponized incompetence that mm-hmm. comes into play in the relationship, and we really need to address it. Yeah. So when we name weaponized incompetence, Let's kind of define what mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, it's kind of proposing to not learn the tasks of the house so that you don't have to do them or invalidating the importance of a task of the other person in the house. So the one, the example I always use is um, doing something badly intentionally mm-hmm. so you don't have to do it. Yes. And there's an Everybody Loves Raymond episode in which he purposes to do diaper changing poorly and then deborah never has him change a diaper ever again
1: Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i think
0: that's a very big thing with parenting for a lot of women yeah so that's when we intentionally do it wrong with the purpose of not being asked or required to have that responsibility anymore
1: yes yeah So we do recognize that, especially in the out-invalidating, especially in the um, doing things intentionally in a manipulative or sneaky way, obviously we're not coming right out and saying, hey, I'm doing this really bad, so you don't ask me again. It's this um, subtly yet intentional way of getting out of sharing the household responsibility. So we do recognize that... um, there's a lot of gaslighting in this. Yeah, and it's not
0: just the partner. Mm-mm. It can be your adult children. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. can be a, a t- family members mm-hmm. around you. It can be um, co workers. Mm-hmm. All of these things can be versions of weaponized incompetence. Yes.
1: And we do really want to be specific. Um, we know that gaslighting is a, like a very. Um well-used word nowadays and it's not always used accurately. So we really want to be specific and intentional with how we're defining this to really make sure that we're having a good understanding of what exactly is weaponized incompetence? How is it a form of gaslighting? And what can we do about it? Um, So again, when we're looking at different uh, household management um, division, we're we're not necessarily looking at digging too far into gender roles. We do want to focus a little bit more on the life skill aspect of household management. Again, we're really not going to dive into that today. More so, we're looking at how weaponized incompetence can be used to gaslight a partner in a relationship.
0: Right. It's 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 not sometimes it's intentional sometimes it's a subtle coping mechanism that you've developed your whole life Mm -hmm. as a way of getting out of things Mm -hmm. so I I don't want everybody to think that somebody's purposing to deceive them lots of times it's just something that you've casually used your whole life or you've witnessed Mm -hmm. somebody else in your household um growing up so one thing that is normally connected is to this whole idea of gaslighting is, I'll say, let's say I'm, I'm giving an example. I'd like to clean the house before we leave on vacation. Mm-hmm. And the other person says, well, that's not important. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're working on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, for PACT, I want to do that because I want to come home to a clean house. Well, that's this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so by them telling me that, they are invalidating the need for that or invalidating their engagement in that process. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's very layered that in order for that house to run smoothly, we need people to engage in the goals of both people in the house, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. Yeah. So that's a one way it can happen.
1: Yeah. So how is, how is the invalidating making me second guess my own right to my own needs and my own preferences to things am I being told well that's silly that's ridiculous like why would I have to do that why should I have to do that or if the task does get done and it was done poorly well um you know well I did it aren't you happy why aren't you happy that I did it and Mm -hmm. it can get really difficult to have good boundaries around the expectations of it when the expectations of things being done well to run the household well are diminished, invalidated, dismissed. Um, uh, The partner can get defensive or angry at us and leave the person carrying the mental load wondering what just happened.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I think we talked about this, like the idea, like, I want to show you, I've cleaned this closet out. Let me show mm-hmm. you where everything is so that <laughs> when you ask where where the bandages are, I can say, I showed you where that is, right? I don't have to remember that for you. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to when we do hash household management, I am intentionally including you for a reason. yes, I don't want to have to remember this for you. I don't want to have to show this to you again
1: mm-hmm. and
0: there's there's an intentionality sometimes for people not choosing to engage in that process and now I have to carry that in my head
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about how what in what, how, weaponized incompetence impacts the division of labor.
1: Yeah. So again, we're, we're going back to the mental load of the other partner. So what is the mental load? We covered that the last episode, but how is it that one person is more responsible for managing the household? So understanding what needs to get done, how things need to be done, things like that. So if one person's refusing to engage or partner well with things involved in household management, that leaves the other person responsible for all of that. And a lot of what we talked about last episode was the idea of being unequally yoked in our marriage. So, again, how can we be equally yoked in our marriage? Divide the work equally, divide it well, work cooperatively together, not against each other. Absolutely. Um.
0: Um, In the division of labor, often a large chunk of that is the parenting aspect. Mm -hmm. And that might be the being aware of all the details of the child's school spirit days, Mm -hmm. school schedules. Um, I don't have access to that. I hear that all the time. Well, can you tell me that person's phone number? you, You don't have the access. You know, the idea is. Weaponized incompetence is sometimes a person saying, I don't have that same access. But if you're trying to involve the person, you're give you're putting their email on there too. Mm-hmm. They're getting the same information. Every contact you have regarding a child's parent, you're sharing that with them. Mm-hmm. So it is not your responsibility. It takes that extra step of sharing the documents, of making sure that both people are signed up sharing the contact numbers so that, again, you're not carrying all that information. Mm -hmm. But parenting is one of those areas in which many times it's the women figuring out where do we go to access help, what should we do in this situation. And we want to see men raise, uh, you know, rise to the surface in engaging in understanding all things tied to anything tied to fertility, the health of the baby, mm-hmm. uh, doctors in the area, all of the things that involved in parenting, if they're not participating in it, you need to hand some of that over. Yeah.
1: I even think, you know, how how is it that we are unintentionally setting the stage for uh, weaponized incompetence or a... Um, one partner specifically the woman carrying the mental load because it is the woman carrying the child, uh, being pregnant. So all of the work of, um, you know, being pregnant and then especially if the woman is nursing, then that can really set a big divide right off right out of the gate with parenting. Mm, Oh, the baby's crying. I don't know how to sue the baby. I guess he's hungry. Here's the baby back. Here's the baby back. I don't know what to do. Well, okay. Um, so for a partner who may be feeling powerless in the parenting process, what are some specific things that they can be doing to divide that? Are you doing diaper changes? Are you taking good care of mom? Are you doing other things to help step it up? Yeah.
0: And th- all of these things really impact the quality of the, the, the spouse relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really going to deteriorate when there is this unequally yoked and we're going to define that again is if you have one cattle person that's weaker and not carrying the same amount of load what will happen is to the pair of cattle as they're plowing the field they're going to go around in a circle Mm -hmm. so equally yoked cattle means they both have the same vision same goal same purpose same strength yes so this really impacts the quality of the relationship because women don't want to have sex with a child. Yeah, no. They don't want their spouse to be a child. Mm-hmm. It is not attractive no. to them at all. Mm-hmm. And the end result is the even if they do have sex as a result of pressure or whatever, it's not going to feel as fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And it's going to slowly wear down the quality of sex that happens in the relationship.
1: Especially when there's a lacking emotional intimacy. How, how emotionally intimate can you be with somebody who behaves like a child? There's a lot of emotional immaturity there. Yes.
0: Okay. So we kind of have talked a little bit about when it's purposeful with the diaper changing. Um. We have to talk about that in regarding doing the dishes badly. Um, what is it? Somebody doesn't clean the dishes well and then diminishes what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, but look at what you just, what. well, I
1: did it. Yeah, I did it. Aren't you happy? Get off my back. Why are you giving me a hard time? Why are you making a big deal about this?
0: Mm. Um, that's an invalidating statement that is going to cause you to not move towards holding that person accountable again. Yeah. So when there's invalidating statements for your feelings tied to changing the diaper badly, mm-hmm. doing the dishes badly, um, you're going to move away from challenging that person again. And then you're going to be carrying them more of the mental load. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. When it, when it becomes more work to engage your partner in these tasks than what it is to do it independently, that's when we know we're in some dangerous territory. Mhm. Definitely, definitely. Um,
0: maybe not being knowing how to cook, um, like you're better at this than that. Mm-hmm. Can't you do it? You, yeah. you. I'm gonna burn it. You know, like making excuses, um, challenging why you're nagging them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's so many ways in which men weaponize being held accountable. Yeah, and I don't know if it's learned. Sure. If society has taught them that or it's their coping defense mechanism to protect most like 70 percent of men are avoidant. Yeah. Is it their way of blame shifting and keeping that pain away from that avoidant Mm -hmm. attachment? That's a whole other podcast there. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But there's a lot of challenge to that so we we talk sometimes about using the question what's what's going on here as opposed to why did you do this yeah Um, the what versus the why why would make the person have to defend themselves Mm -hmm. where what is choosing they're choosing to engage in the conversation hopefully we don't know hopefully (laughs) Um, what are some other things that can be invalidating that people would say
1: Yeah, so maybe especially if one of the parents is a stay at home. Normally we see that moms are staying home. So maybe the argument is, I work and make the money, so I don't need to worry about this. Well, you're home with the kids. Why should I have to worry? This is your job. Yes, this is your job. Um, Yeah, why are you making such a big deal? Just relax. Why are you always nagging me? I can't do anything Right. Guess I just won't bother to do it at all. That's a big one, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I yeah, or I did this yesterday. I I went to the grocery store yesterday. Why are you upset with me today that I didn't get to vacuum? So, uh, wanting one good deed to cancel out a neglect of another deed. Right. So now that we have you all
0: triggered, <laughs> and you're all cranked up. <laughs> Here's what you can do. It's really important to establish boundaries of what you will or will not do. Mm -hmm. You cannot control the behavior of another person, Mm -mm. but you can control what you, what you, your own self and what you can and cannot do. So establish clear boundaries and clear cut expectations. Like I need this done before I come home Mm
1: -hmm.
0: from work or this needs to be done by a certain period of time. So um, then there's not an, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Even just, I liked the example that you gave of if I'm signing the kid up for something, we're putting both of our numbers down. Mm -hmm. Like you are just as likely to get contacted or to be engaged by this activity as the other partner is.
0: Yes. So, so We're we're including them in as much information as possible, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's the sharing of information, the sharing of context. Now, I'm going to say, weaponized incompetence is very often used by children. So, like, I would be very clear in my expectations if I asked them to do chores when I wanted it to be completed by. Mm-hmm. or what need what they needed to do before they did anything else that that this needs to be done before you move on to whatever you want to do mm-hmm. because I need it done before I come home from work mm. or you know clear-cut expectations we are going to all cook a meal together tonight be 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 in prepared to engage in helping cook this meal because I'm again teaching my children the skills to not be, incompetent (laughs) yes
1: again bringing it back to the life skills
0: right exactly all right so what do you do when someone is using these invalidations this weaponized incompetence to abuse you
1: yeah and you know what we we do really recognize and can validate that it can be hard to set boundaries especially depending on how long this has been going on depending on the severity of the abuse Um, depending on individual circumstances because at the end of the day things need to continue to happen Um, but making a boundary about what you say or about what you do and don't do so maybe if maybe an example might be um, I'm not going to do your laundry anymore so if you need your own stuff done like I, I only have the capacity to do Um, me and the children's laundry, my, my own laundry and the children's laundry. I only have the capacity to have cereal for dinner on Thursday nights. I only have the capacity for this. Um, yeah. So what are we willing and not willing to do?
0: Yeah. And that's a challenge because I mean, I've been married, 33 years. The idea is sometimes I've had to back down what I wanted in the situation, mm-hmm. and I had to actually come back and match what the person wasn't performing in. So, like, I want to match what they're doing so that they get to it, unless uh, instead of me carrying everything, so then they begin to feel the problem.
1: And not everything is going to be able to be matched, right? No, no, no. If we are in a situation where our partner is very childlike, maybe it is, hey, you are not a safe person for me to confide in. You are not a safe person for me to move emotionally towards. You are not a safe person for me to engage sexually with. Um, So maybe there are, we do see some boundaries in other areas that aren't exactly matching oh, you do the laundry poorly? Well, you get to do your own laundry. So, but, you know, in meeting with people and in helping people establish boundaries, I have gotten some pushback sometimes of, you know, well, what do we say to people who say, well that's tit for tat and isn't that quite childish. What do we say when people say that to us?
0: Yeah, I, I often say I'm just matching your engagement. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm that's the level of engagement I'm getting from you. I'm matching that engagement. That's obviously what the, what kind of engagement you want. Yes. So I am matching the engagement you're giving to me mm-hmm. as opposed to outdoing your engagement that you're telling me this is what you want. I am matching that. Yeah.
1: So essentially, if you are not showing up as a partner, I cannot show up as a partner. Yeah.
0: Because again, we're going to go in circles Mm -hmm. if I don't match them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a release for a lot of people to be able to say, Oh, I have a really good friend who, she's like, my husband did not give me this really important birthday party. Like, say it was the 60th. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the past, I used to always give him these big, huge, amazing birthdays. But that's what I chose to match. Mm -hmm. It wasn't tit for tat. I'm like, you're telling me this is how you want to show up in our relationship. Okay, I'm going to match that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a powerful thing for people to experience the natural logical consequences of how they're showing up in the relationship Mm -hmm. does that
1: make sense it makes total sense and i even had just when you were explaining that such a great visual of what does it look like if one oxen when we're talking about the yoke is just going 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 around in circles around and almost dragging this other ox or oxen whatever the grammatically correct for me (laughs) um what does happen when the one is exhausted or just chooses to rest and chooses to match the energy of the other one
0: it's certainly you don't get as much done but it's much more relaxing yes and you can (laughs) regain your own you can gain your own energy energy yeah so we always suggest and you know if you follow our any of our pages um facebook or instagram under whole self-therapist you'll say you'll see that we're frequently saying hey if you have this situation and you don't know how to fix it it's really important to go to therapy to Mm -hmm. talk about someone who is validating that situation Mm -hmm. because you can't show up more
1: and expect this relationship to change. No. And, and that's one thing that I always like to remind my clients is, you know, this, this person is constantly telling you their truth. It's up to you to listen to them Mm -hmm. just because you don't like their truth doesn't mean that it's not true if their truth is that they cannot show up in this relationship you need to accept that yeah and that's on you to process then
0: yeah we you know that's that's huge we often keep trying to get that person to be the person we want them to be as opposed to accepting this is who they are this Mm -hmm. is what they say they want to be and how do I then match that Mm -hmm. is a lot of grieving.
1: Of course.
0: But it is truth that will set you free at the Mm. same time that you're grieving. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about matching their engagement, I think for a lot of women who like it pretty, who like it done, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who want it done well, that's a big loss for them. And then I say to them, then if you do it, You're doing it for you. Yes. You're not doing it for the household. Mm -hmm. You're doing it because that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, As my, as my, I'll give an example. Um, In my own house, my husband is at this age where he doesn't want to do all the decorating. It was when the kids were home, he had to. Now the kids are out of the house. He's like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I, I mean, I said, to what level will you participate? He told me what he was willing to do, and then any other decorating that I did, I had to decide: Do I want to do it mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. or am I expecting him to engage in my goals, my desires? Mm. That was a hard one because I did. Then I ch- had to choose. How much do I want this? Yeah. How much is this important to me? So I probably wound up doing all the decorating. I'm not sure I will next time. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll just dedicate one full room or something. Yeah. But that's something I really enjoy doing. That's something he hates. Yeah. And I had to release that to understand this is how much he's willing to participate in my goal it wasn't mm-hmm. a shared laundry it wasn't the cleaning of the house mm-hmm. it was christmas decorating so it's kind of different it i it's it wasn't necessarily weaponized incompetence it was us coming to an agreement again a discussion of what what involvement he would participate in in my Personal goal Mm -hmm. I don't know what everybody thinks about that I mean I would love him to uh, but I I came to the point where it's like this is hard on him I can't Mm -hmm. make him do that it doesn't have to be it's not about the household maintenance anymore no
1: yeah so really being able to understand what what truly is happening here is this about me is it about us and how can we partner well Mm. Um, and Again, yeah, there is a lot of grief in that because if our partner is their truth is that they're gonna to continue to engage in weaponizing competence, then our life is probably gonna look a lot different than we had anticipated. Marriage yes. is gonna look a lot different than we had anticipated. Um so how do I grieve that and then refocus um the um the whole center of it? So the center is no longer on us, the center must be in me. So is this for me? Do, like you said, how much do I want to decorate? Okay, this is my goal now, not that not a shared household goal. And that goes for a lot. Right. So all of that to say,
0: I think we're going to do a third podcast in this series. Yes, we are. Of how do you have these discussions? Mm-hmm. What does it look like to recognize this person does not want to engage at all? Mm -hmm. and how do I then move forward? Mm -hmm. What if they're able to give 25%? How do I engage with that? Because in order for the couplehood to happen, we need to be validating each other Mm -hmm. and listening to each other and hearing each other well, and what we're talking about with weaponized incompetence is a lot of invalidation. Yes. So in order for this ox... (laughs) pair to go well (laughs) there has to be communication yeah they have to be able to do that well and their their strengths have to offset each other and so we're going to be doing a third conversation on this further on in the summer yeah thanks so much for listening to us Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Whole Self Therapist.
1: And if you liked this episode and found it helpful, please be sure to follow us and give us a rating and review. Thank you so much for listening. Any resources or links from today's episode can be found in our show notes. Original music in this episode is by Christopher Burkholder.